You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 38, Christmas in May. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that even we sometimes need technical support. I am Jim Purcell. I'm Raven Perez. And it is just us this time. It makes us very sad. We're, we're sad, Mr. Olsen. Number one superstar stunner. Sad Mr. Olsen in the snow. Yeah, you had a little bit of a business to take care of. We will do your best to fill your mighty shoes, good sir. I think we got two extra feet between us. <laughs> we ought to be able to do it. <laughs> Oh Lord, there's a lot to get. This is a yeah. Baby. It's we, been a we while. Are, we are very, very late, and we are very, very sorry. <laughs> I think we got. We, what happened, I believe, is that we kept waiting for the issue to come out, and it kept not coming out. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what happens when you ha- when 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 a guy has to draw two issues in a, in two months, and totally rocks the socks. Like it's not like. It wasn't like any like uh, phoned in effort. So <laughs> everybody like. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, yeah, that'll that'll delay things up a bit. Hopefully, that means we'll have faster turnaround when Free Comic Book Day issue is reprinted as a regular issue. Oh yeah, I'm saying, I, I'm predicting, I'm looking, gazing into my crystal ball, double issue month. Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> well, you I'll know, put money on that not happening. You know, my, my, cyn- my cynicism is, is, is tingling. <laughs> Got to be optimistic, man. It's important for the future. So we got a two months worth of news to rattle through, so we might as well get on that now. Let's take it. <clears throat> Eric Larson news. Of course, uh, last Saturday, the what we decided was the second was Free Comic Book Day, and of course, at the forefront of Image Comics push was Eric Larson himself with an entire issue dedicated to our favorite Savage Dragon. Legacy, or, legacy, legacy, legacy. <laughs> Um, apparently 100,000 copies of this thing got out there, which probably makes it the most printed Savage Dragon issue in, like, ages. And, as from what appears to be the thing, I mean, it's, they're hard to get a hold of, it seemed to me. No Savage Dragon fan had ever ever found one. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the way it's coming across. Uh, they were like, and what's funny, too, is, that, like, I will say, and I am happy to see it in the hands of, like, people who've never read it, but it stung just a tiny bit when people were like, hey, don't you read this? And they are like sending me Facebook photos. Did you actually get out to a shop on Saturday? I ran out like a child on Christmas only to get uh, – the only thing I could get of any even remote quality was the uh, free comic book day, comic book legal defense fund thing. Ah. That's all I got. I, I, yeah. was, I was so shut down. I asked the guy, I was like – Savage Dragon, Savage Dragon. He's like, those were gone by noon. I was like, damn it. I mean, I guess that's good. It is good. I'm, um, I didn't, I didn't go. 
You didn't even go? No, it's... I'm kind of over comic shops, I guess. The, the <laughs> hustle and bustle hubbub. Um, to be fair, I should have gone, but my local comic shop that's close by finally closed down after years and years of mismanagement. Ooh. And I didn't want to drive all the way out to the, the other one. Sounds which like I knew would be mobbed because that place is actually somewhat busy most of the time. Sounds like opportunity, Mr. Purcell. Yeah, I know. Believe me, I wish I could open my own comic book store. <laughs> I only had $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I you will... start me today. <laughs> Savage. Uh, what would you call your uh, comic shop? Um, oh, I had a good name. <laughs> I knew you did. That's why I asked. That's why it derailed my question. I was like, wait a minute, wait. I know you have a name. Uh, it's not coming to me. I had it a long time ago when I actually thought I would do it, but I've lost it. Brainiac's Comic Shack. Eh, Brainiac's not bad. I call it Brainiac 2, because I'm really inside. <laughs> Thor's Rubber Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't name it after any characters. Oh, yeah, it'd be awful. It'd be death. Sil- oh, Sil- Judge Dreadland. Judge, <laughs> you know what? Judge Dragon, Savage Dragon Land. <laughs> you've got... You've... Only Judge Dread, only Savage Dragon Shop. <laughs> People come in and be like, do you have that new Spider-Man? You'd be like, no. get out. Get out. So yeah, it's good news. A uh, lot of copies out there. Hopefully, uh... People enjoyed it. A lot of people taunted me with their copies, so that's pretty good. Stuck it in their pants, rub it on their face. On, on their face. It was all over my wall. It was like, look what I got. It's going right in the garbage. I was like, oh man, <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> yeah, I re- right in the litter box. Yeah, I got super taunted by people that got. Oh, I got three. I was like, you jerk. See, that's why people can't find them. People are freaking hoarding things. <laughs> no, I'm excited. And uh, the thing that, like, I think is awesome, and, you know, hats off to the man for doing it, but it, it's a real issue. We are going to do a spoiler-filled review, and we're going to, you know, because this is actually going to make its way. For those that don't know, it is going to, if you missed it, no big deal. It is. It was a time jump story. It will like, make its way into regular reader hands, right? I want to say probably, like, 208, 209. Yeah, it, that sounds about right. Given the time jump, that sounds right on the money. This year, for sure. Yeah. So... Well, it won't end up like that... That Do you remember that free comic book day that had, like, the seg- sections of printed stories? There were, like, a like one from Invincible and one for Savage Dragon. There was, like, four or five pages that came out of a story that would appear in the future no you don't remember that no there was a it, it was a while back and it had like dragon and remember karen was it karen black um he was on the road i don't remember the seeker was in it but <laughs> that got printed it took like two years for that to appear in a savage dragon comic that is you know what though it's so funny because in comics it's so easy to lose track of time and keep stuff exclusive. Especially the way that Eric writes and draws. Uh-huh. I bet he wrote it, changed his mind, and had to find a way to put it in there right. at some point to say he did. Right. He's just like, ah, oh, that dangling over me again. Uh-huh. Nah, it's... I don't know. Yeah, I, I miss that entirely, but... 
And the cool thing is that I know I don't think there's any way. I think he said there's going to be minor changes dialogue, but other yeah. than that, it's going to be basically the same yarn and variants. It blew. <laughs> it blew like the, like one comic guy. Like it's funny, he's such a hater. I was like, he's like, you didn't get it, and I was like, and then he's like, oh, I crawled out of bed at two p.m. What did you expect <laughs> was going to happen? When you wake up at the crack of two, you don't get the worm. That's the other saying, but. uh he, he said to me, he was like, um, it was probably just a repaint of issue one anyway. And I was like, no, dude. Nope. I was like, it, it was like all new and awesome. It was like really like good, crucial stuff. So it's good. I can hear the nasalness coming out of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of the future, uh, we got a cover for Savage Dragon 207, which looks absolutely fantastic. I know. That's gorgeous. It's also apparently got some solicitation copy. You're pretty good at those, Raven. I've been known to do that. Featuring Malcolm and Angel versus Glum and Angel, Malcolm Dragon, Battlegirl, and Rex Dexter go into Dimension X to rescue Angel Dragon and bring Mr. Glum to justice. We were just, uh, some people were talking online, but um, they're not big fans of Glum, but I like Glum. Glum's got a lot of, uh, I, I see interesting things, like people feel like he's run his course and stuff. Right. I, I, I actually didn't care for him early on when he was like a gag character, but when he actually took over the world and became a nasty piece of work, I actually started to like him more. Because <laughs> I... Because I think I think his cartoonish look juxtaposed with like his ruthlessness is actually pretty interesting. I agree. There's not a lot of guys like him in comics these days. I mean, the only equivalent really I can even think about is like Mister Mind, where you have kind of this really right wicked worm. Yeah, yeah, somebody who's just really goofy, but is actually in reality like a total badass. Right. Like, Mr. Mind is a totally heavy hitter in Shazam, and same thing with Glum. Like, he looks like, oh, how cute. Oh, he enslaved everyone for years and <laughs> tried to remake the planet. Is in. And the and thing is, he's already been killed once. Yeah, yeah. It broke my heart, too. I was like, no. Yeah. Tugged the old heartstrings. I, so it's almost like you don't want to repeat that. You wanted something different to happen. But you know, what's interesting, an interesting time to be a Dragon fan in this day and age is, uh, you know, there's a lot of loose threads getting tied up left and right, right. like crazy. That's the biggest fear. I find the Glum uh, alternate angel dynamic to be very interesting and creepy and interesting. Uh-huh. And I fear that by confronting this dangling plot thread, the easiest solution is to get rid of them. I'm sure that we are in for a treat, however it shakes out. I mean, that's what I'm saying, though, is it's like, isn't the tension, it's like more tension than just, you know, a, a regular encounter. Like, you're kind of like, this could be the, these are very long-lived, like, characters in the book. So, yeah. they're kind of, all those long-lived ideas uh, got their Kill neck Glum. on the chopping block. <laughs> Angel becomes queen of Dimension X. So, how do you see Glum going? I don't, well... Accident, hubris, oh, yeah. <laughs> banana pill. He explodes by accident. You know, Rex Dexter die. I, I actually more expect Rex Dexter to die. Actually, I just hope that Angel and other Angel. I hope we get to see them get it on. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, no, it's it's exciting stuff. I, this cover is a beaut. I I could not be more. It's really good looking. I really like the the just the art of this cover. It, it's really freaking cool. You can't go wrong with like the super intense Starfield. You know, like it's good. It's it's a good. It's everything a Dragon fan would want. Um, I mean, moving along, I guess keep it because there's so much of this news. So much news. Um, Larson, uh, this is probably falls in the old news category, but it's our old. It's our dutiful duty to report. Uh, Eric did the show in San Francisco, the Cartoon Art Museum. I know way back in February. Way back in February, it was there. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure your window's gone if you didn't get to go, but. Um, it was awesome from the pictures and everything we saw. A cool treat is the video of an interview he did as he did an actual guided tour through the exhibit. Uh, it's on YouTube for all to enjoy. So um, you can check that out a number of different ways, I think. Um, it's actually on Larson has a YouTube. I think for a while it was hosted on their site. It's definitely on dragonfan.net. So uh, if you haven't caught it, it's cool. It's uh, got some good insights into characters. Um, you just wouldn't believe sometimes. I feel like, you know what's funny is I feel like every time I hear Larson talk about like his past and the childhood of these characters, I feel like I learned some new nugget where I'm just like, huh, I'll be damned. It's, it's funny. You, I mean, after I've been reading in the letters columns and stuff all these years, and you think that you would stop getting like you know a new little like glint or twist or something? Nah, it's good. It's a good listen, even if you've uh, heard the tales. True. So I gave you the juicy news article. Oh wait, yeah, <laughs> Twitter flap gate. Dun dun dun. See, because it's been two, it's been so long since our last episode, like two months. All this drama occurred off camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are the worst reporters. You know, I like to say that we like to let the dust settle so we can accurately report the facts. Yeah. <laughs> We're better than all those other news sources that just kind of, you know, flail about and make it up as they go along and pretend they know what they're doing. Conjecture. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's us. Yeah. We're, we're newsmen of, like, the newsmen of old. As best I can figure, see, the, just to summarize the whole events, Eric made an off-the-cuff comment about um, the latest version of Miss Marvel at Marvel Comics having a kind of boring costume. Combo with Wonder Woman, a criticism of Wonder Woman's look. Right. Current look. Yeah, the um, the look. war kind of look. Where and like... a group of people found it to – basically read too much into his comments as being, like, sexist. It spun so out of control, and it's 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 unfortunate because if anyone knows Eric and knows his work, he's not that. And and that's it's funny because you should mention that because I actually got in a little fight with like uh, not it's not even a fight we were having a discussion but like I was having a discussion with someone and they kept saying he's doing this and he's doing that and I was like if you know him at all you know he couldn't be further from that. Like, the whole dissolving of the partnership on Ant because of one panel that he thought was, like, too vulgar. Right. It's so funny because if you knew, if you know anything about him, you know that that's just not true. But, oh, it was crazy. It was. But, I mean, I disagree with Eric fundamentally about his opinion on the Miss Marvel costume. Is I actually think the Miss Marvel costume is pretty good. 
as far as Marvel costumes go these days, modern Marvel costumes. Um, Wonder Woman, I can, I yeah, it's pretty bad, but DC's pretty bad right now. Yeah, they 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 do not have the right people at the wheel right now. It's very very unfortunate what's going on at DC these days. Yeah, but Marvel Marvel's on an upward swing in my opinion in terms of diversity of characters of promoting the right books. I mean, there's some politics still going on back there. There's all this shit with Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. That's a major That's a major downer. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since the Fantastic Four Fox movie reboot doesn't look like it might be dog shit. Pretty solid, actually. It may actually be okay. I'm hoping for, like, X-Men 2 quality. <laughs> but anyway, um, where was I? Oh, yes. But people got up in arms. Oh, and- yeah. The unfortunate part is a lot of them were on what I believe I perceive as the right side of the argument because oh, allow me to all, take allow me to take counterpoint then go what, ahead let me let me <laughs> let me paint some history because there's there's a big movement going on in uh-huh. counterculture and pop culture and um, they likes to pro- call it the culture wars yeah primarily it started. Last year, well, I it started. It's always been going it's on because sexism, sexism in entertainment is you know eternal. It's always been there, right? But back last summer, there was a big flap because some quote unquote feminists had some strong opinions about how video game makers and video game players treated women in video games. Okay. So they got harassed and harassed and death threats, and it was the most disgusting thing you can ever see. That sort of thing boiled over into like all these other things including comics right and right. it's just been kind of bu- and i could go on about what happened with the hugo awards and science fiction this year that 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 also ties into it um where a voting block decided to sabotage the hugos by choosing specific science fiction books that weren't at all good but fit certain like narrow criteria to push all the quote-unquote Feminists and and and, <laughs> and 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 um, gay culture works, anything that like has any kind of thought put into it, out of the awards, and has done like ir- irreparable damage to the reputation of the Hugo Awards because of this whole thing. But it all kind of ties into it. it it's and, com- and and comics have been kind of drawn into this because comics also have historically have over-sexualized women and is a, you know, it's a visible problem. It has been improving a bit with certain creators. I, I'll take, I'll take the opposite time anytime you're feeling finished, per se. Let me, let, I, mean, I just want to, <laughs> I'm just trying to set the stage for the no, audience. No, no, that's fine, that's fine. And, and, and basically Eric accidentally brushed into this. He was unaware. He was unaware. He was unaware. All this mess. He was stepping, the hornet nest, he was kicking over with his comments. Yeah. And that's why it was massively unfair why this hammer came down on him. Yeah. It, it basically, uh, anytime you do anything on Twitter, it becomes the rumor game where one person gets a chunk of the full story and so they take. It's so easy to take things out of context, and especially if. And I mean, it's sad, but as a Savage Dragon fan, you have to, you know, just accept the truth that most people do not know. You know, your favorite '90s creators. Uh, right. They have no idea. They have no reference. And at a glance, they see the sexy artwork and make the assumptions. If you have no history, if you don't know anything about it, and it's funny because if you even read his article, 
like, you know, his reply, like, he was not even remotely saying less concealing clothes. Right. It, it's funny because it was a clash of two larger conversations, but neither party had actually been paying attention to the other party's conversations. Right. I, I was trying to explain to the one, <laughs> me and me and my uh, feminist amigo were having a go at, at one another, and she was like, he's just, he, he does this, he does that, and I was like, no, I was like, this stuff fits into problems he has had and discussions he has been having about comics in general for a long time. Like, if you know Larson, you know... Larson, where he was coming from, is he was coming from an artistic standpoint about recognizing... What's the word? Uh, Rendering, even. uh, Representation. Well, no, it's it's literally, when you look at a character... Aesthetics. Are they... Aesthetics. He was talking about aesthetics. He was talking about the silhouettes. He was talking about, from the artistic side... To him, these costumes are uninteresting and unmemorable. But on top of that, it's uh, you have like the criticism that you know you can slap a jeans and jeans and jackets. Uh, I personally am on the jeans and jacket side. I love superheroes in plain clothes. The problem is, is that you know it's not really iconic. Street clothes are not iconic. Iconic. So I, I get that. So there was but, that well, side of things too. I, and I know what your answer is going to be. But Dragon gets away with it. But that was the thing. He got to. But he's it, green with a fin. No, but he still you, wears jeans and t-shirts. You got to put. See, it's so funny. You got to put everything in context. When Dragon debuted in his plain clothes, like I and remember, you know, oh, I don't wear an outfit. My police uniform is my outfit, and all that good stuff. Everyone was in costumes, so to be in plain clothes was a counter to the norm. It's what made him stand out. So it's funny to criticize and be like, Dragon wears normal clothes. It's like, well, yeah, because when he was created, that was special. Now that everyone's trying to push towards it looks like it came from a movie set, it's a little less special to appear like you're in street clothes because, like you said, I mean, more dudes are running around looking like they're in jeans and jackets. And Well, a lot of the criticism is Marvel specifically was getting where she wears a skirt and people are always, how is she moving a skirt? Which again, it's funny. But if you know, it doesn't take into account one very important fact: she's superhuman. Also, clothes don't, clothes don't necessarily impede you if you're superhuman. And the conversation that, like I said, the reply that Larson had is just says it all. It's like, well, you know, it doesn't have to be an issue ever. Like the Miss Marvel, the Mary Marvel things. Like Mary Marvel wore a skirt, and you never saw an upskirt for like right. eight decades. It's, it's the it's the creators and the artist job. Well, their responsibility to either sexualize or non-sexualize something. Anything can be sexualized. Anything can be fetishized. Even a butt. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> a butt. <laughs> Especially a poop comes Your out knees. of knees. People love them. But anyway, <laughs> then this whole story was this, and then it took a twist for the unfortunate. A video game website reached out to Eric to do an interview about this. To get his side. Eric, of course, not being, you know, he doesn't know anything about Gamers Gate. He doesn't really know anything about video game blogs. He just, these people reach out to get his side of it. Turns out this video game website is a super, their, their, their motto is games for masculine men. (laughs) They are really right in that, uh, that, 
He-Man women hater image. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you can re- if you read that interview, you can see how leading their questions are. Yeah, they're, they're trying to get Eric to say something to confirm their belief they that everything's okay. So, the sexualizing women is a okay, but. The, w- the wonderful part is Eric manages to dodge all those bullets in that interview. Well, it's not even a dodging. I mean, like I said, if you know anything about him, it's so funny because people look at like Rita Metermaid and Smasher and, are, right. and they're like, oh, my God, look at the way he did women. But I was like, you know, you're not taking into account that Alex, uh, you know, uh, Maxine, I mean, he has a ton of women that are like amazing, like super realistic, awesome like you know, it's got it's both sides of the coin are in the book. It's not really a, but whatever you know. Well, what's wonderful is another website went through and you know showed that this other website was not the best uh, platform. Well, I and they reached out to Eric and they did a proper interview. <laughs> no, they didn't. Can I just correct you there? The, sure. The outhousers absolutely flops on the other side of the coin. Both of those sites are pushing their own agenda. The outhousers are no more neutral than that site was neutral. The thing is, is both. I don't of, know. The questions didn't read as leading to me. They absolutely were. Those were absolute. The questions to me, the way they read, they were like, "But aren't you ashamed? And don't you feel you owe people an apology?" Like that was the way it read to me. And if you look at the context of like some of their stuff, they love to ride on that side of the. They love to ride on the offended side of things. I don't see too much neutral coverage in their like reviews or whatever and it's fine i don't i mean it's fun because i went back and i looked and like these guys had a go at eric in kind of a really like irritating way like they had an artist draw savage dragon in pair in like practical clothing did you see that i didn't see i didn't see it either until after everything until after eric's i don't read I don't read a blog to, like, get any information on my comics. I just, you know, know what I like, and I go out and I, you know, pursue it, right? I follow authors, so I don't need to, like, read a blog or whatever. Right. But, like, I saw this whole, like, uh, I saw this whole article, and I went back, and like I said, they were hardcore taking a go. It was just as aggressive in the opposite direction. Like, so they were trying their damnedest to get him to say something stupid and sexist. And like I said, it's just not who he is. See, that's weird because I thought that second interview was just so more well-conducted, more more well-researched and coming from a more, I don't say balanced because obviously they did have an agenda, but it came from a more neutral position at least. I won't say that they took – But again, at at the end of the interview, Eric himself explained himself and did it with such gusto like how can you fault the guy anymore well it was just explained himself it was just not a 140 character thing you could take out of context all it was was just all it was was just his you know his, his exact same things like i said if you know him at all you know the things that he says and how he feels about shit and all he was was just he ex- explained what if you were listening to him at all before this you knew most of what he was saying i right I, and it was just so funny because I felt like this was like Eric Larson for beginners, like people who, because there were a lot of people who were like, all these 90s guys are ridiculous. Because it was going, it was hardcore, it was a f- little like mini phenomenon. And this is what I will say, this is what annoys me about the other side of things. You see these guys like crucifying like older artists and it's just like, okay, but like, guys, you don't have to like, 
shit on pros who have like sustained the industry through its worst times. You don't have to. People are looking for an evolution, and it's slow to come. You can and older creators, they're not. I won't say as in touch, but they're you know they're not you know up on you know the passion that the younger generation has on this stuff, and it's understandable that certain things are going to you know pass them by and. It doesn't really rock their world until it crashes down on top of them. My thing is, you can't, you can't like, you can't, um, you can't like slight these guys for doing what they do best. True enough. I mean, it's kind of like except for uh, that Italian artist who draws Spider Woman's butt so big. <laughs> you know, fuck what? that guy. Milo Manera is the best. Take that back. Take that back. Guy's a guy's a forty year like pro. <laughs> He's a master. He's masterful. And also, you get what you pay for. I mean, he was just doing yeah. what he does. Yeah. Like that whole thing with the Batgirl cover. Um, DC just paid for the cover. And once the creators saw it, they said, yeah, this isn't going to work for us. And so they just buried it. And then suddenly it became a news story. And that's my problem. I'm sorry, but that's my whole problem with this whole, like, thing. Is that you have people who are offended by this type of thing, but they sensationalize it themselves to an extent that I have to say that you're part of the problem. Like, if you hate this cover, ignore it. And I'm not saying don't like it, don't buy it, because I get that you think its existence is part of a problem that holds back the medium, but I am also saying that a 1 in 100 variant cover would gone completely under the radar had it not got all that hate. True enough. That's all. It just It's not even... It's kind of like think before you have outrage... Because you may... I don't know. I think there's a think before you commission. I mean, somebody had to say, draw the Joker looking really sexually aggressive towards this young girl. (laughs) No, you know what's funny? At DC, apparently not. Apparently they just let him do whatever and figure it out later. (laughs) Hey, let's pay this guy, and then... uh, But you know, Mm. this is why I say Eric was attacked by those sites. I feel like they had an agenda. I didn't see an Outhousers article saying, hey, you know what? Larson is hardcore against that Joker cover. So anybody who thinks he was down with just whatever, dig it. There was no article about that. Was he? Yeah, he said that cover was too much and disturbing and that he supported the artist's choice to have it removed. Fair enough. It's just, I feel like... I'm sorry. And I just wanted to say, too, that there's just a... It's funny because I feel like there's a little bit of, like, following his... You see it with Rich Johnson on Bleeding Cool. Right. And I feel like the Jude Terror dude has, like, Eric in his sights as an easy way to write blogs. Yeah. Because, like, what was it? Uh, There was something else... I, I, I I hate to be a jerk, but, like, these guys, you know, they make a living by writing. Right. And so... I think it's the silliest thing for someone to watch someone's Twitter feed and post things that they think are inflammatory in hopes of getting rage bait. It's rage bait. You mean trolling? (laughs) Yeah, to an extent it is. Well, see that, see that, that's the real problem is that's the, 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 the trolls and the extreme end kind of ruin the message sometimes. You know, I mean, the message is important. I'm just saying the message, and, and I think I think I think you know I think you sometimes, and we've talked about you know sexuality in comics before. It's not about ultimately, it's not about covering up women. It's actually about the opposite. 
It's about sexual liberation is what the feminist movement in you know media is all about. Mm-hmm. Women should be able to define women. And that's really all it comes down to. So by contrast, if you have the wrong plumbing, you're not allowed to? Just yes and no. Yes and no. I'm just saying I think anybody should be able to do anything. And I think anybody should be able to enjoy it. You're right. Anyone should be allowed to do anything. But if you do anything, you have to be prepared to face the consequences. People? When, the major- when either a minority or a majority... You know, have an opinion about it. Young and young and budding artists out there, you should have a uh, gender-neutral pen name, and just keep them confused. Hmm. Don't 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 play your hand. Don't say anything. Just create your work. Let people wonder. I think there's a huge problem with people attacking authors based on like personal things. It gets real personal. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's where things fall down. Yeah. Is that you can't be personal. And you can't be destructive and you can't be hateful. I feel – that's the sad thing is that I feel like I saw so much personal attacks in this whole like – so many people were like Colin Larson old and like a dinosaur and a relic and all this stuff. And I'm just See, that's harmless stuff. It's not like he's getting death threats. What you know? What though is it harm when like that can affect sales and livelihood? Like it's not harmless. It's shabby. As a Savage Dragon reader – do you want the book associated with that stigma unfairly? You know that's not how the title reads. So, but there's somebody out there who all they saw was the Twitter flap. So, in their mind, Larson's just a big sexist dinosaur. But I think Eric will be the first to tell you that, that their ignorance isn't necessarily um, something to even worry about. There's consequences. There's cons- yeah, maybe. there's consequences to bashing bashing creators where they they get their livelihood from their creations. I think when you live on the edge, when you write an edgy book like Savage Dragon, I think you sort of have to accept that controversy is gonna come along the ways. Good lord, man! You know what? This was the news item from hell, wasn't it? Well, it was. Yeah, it was, we've been on this a while. We should probably move on. It, it really doesn't deserve all this time. No, no. But it was a crazy thing that happened. It was anyway. a crazy thing just to watch. It was crazy to watch it spin out of control. So, uh, good news, Raven. Go. <laughs> yeah, Adam Pruitt. Congratulations on your job at Dark Horse, uh, Adam Pruitt. Most friend of the show. Friend of the show. Sometimes host. <laughs> and Savage Dragon uh, backup helper, behind-the-scenes guy. Helps in ways you may never know. He uh, has gotten a job at Dark Horse Assistant Digital Art Technician. Basically, in his own words, means he does a lot of things with Photoshop and InDesign. He is a longtime freelancer uh, of uh, independent, independent, wow, Indiporn. <laughs> independent publishers, uh, indie comics. I mean, this guy's a driving force behind so much awesome stuff. Uh, he's very excited to be a dark horse. He's got a lot of cool projects brewing. Adam, we're super proud of you. Congratulations. <sighs> Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And uh, lastly, uh, something cool popped up on the Savage Dragon forum (laughs) a month or so ago. Wrap up the news segment that would never end. (laughs) That's what happens when you go two months. That's it. Without unloading. (laughs) Uh, Polish artists, and I'm sorry, I will butcher this so that Jim doesn't have to. Lucas Mazer. I'm going to guess. 
has a mini comic. Lucas Mauser looks right to me. It sounds like a winner. He has a mini comic tribute to Fletcher Hanks and Eric Larson. It was a sweet, sweet comic. You can read it completely free. It's in English for the first time. Uh, also, you know, I'm pretty sure this bad boy's for sale. If it is, support it. But uh, it's great. It's an amazing, uh, like just a short. Of it, it, it uses a public domain <laughs> character from Fletcher Hawks and combines it with panel layouts from Eric Larson's Savage Dragon Run. It's great. <laughs> it is. It's actually pretty great. Really cool art. And it's like got that awesome Larson feel because he did sort of like, you know, snake the layouts. Left, right punching. Yeah, but it's also uh, got his own awesome art style. It's cool. It's weird. It's a weird sort of a thing, but it's great. So you can find that most easily at dragonfan.net. Just scroll down until you see the Mouthful of Death tribute news article. It's still on the There'll front page. There'll be a page. PDF link. Exactly. And you should totally download it. And if it's for sale, totally support it. It's the bomb. Thank you so much for your awesome tribute comic. Lucas, we are super excited for it. So, moving on again, uh, we're going to get into this episode's Finteresting Conversations, where, of course, we look to you, the audience, to send us uh, your emails with your questions that we will uh, yak about, because that is what we do. (laughs) We yak. Yuck it up. (gasps) Nah, it's Uh good. It's good stuff. We got a, we got several you know responses from last episode. I think the general you know response is pretty good. Oh, we could always use more. We could always use some more uh, questions because we do like uh, going through them all and picking one that we like. And just because you might not have gotten it, actually, like this one was pretty hard. Like we had a hard choice between the two. So resubmit, even if it's the same yeah, idea. Yeah, resub- if you question, if you sent a question and we didn't answer it, resubmit it, and we may read it again in the future. Because the, sometimes it's like a really hard call, and we would love to do both, but that ain't how it works. Mm. Take it away, Jim. This one's a good one. All right. Um, Will Poe sends us. We all know Eric recently finished his screenplay for Savage Dragon, and Overlord is, of course, the main villain of the story. If the Savage Dragon franchise was ever greenlit, tomorrow is a trilogy. Which villains would you want to see headline the next two movies as the main baddies? And he says, keep up the good work and send me my t-shirt. <laughs> There's, you know what? Think about the rareness. Two. We're almost halfway done with 2015, and there are two of those bad boys out there. Or, I mean, there's only going to be two. This is the second one right here. Yeah. Get it up on eBay quick. Get in there, guys. So that's what I'm saying. Super rare. It's not for sale ever and retired after this year. So this is a pretty interesting question. It's a great question. Especially with so many superhero movies out right now. I know, right? So, Jim, you, what, what, who do you think? Who, you, who, who, do, who do I think? Well, of course, Overlord is the obvious choice for the first movie. He's the intro guy. He's, he's the intro guy. Confirmed. He is. Yeah, confirmed. Just there's no no other choice. Uh-huh. Second movie, I think you gotta do Dark Lord. Okay. You gotta step it up a notch. You go from criminal kingpin iron suit to interdimensional overlord, world conqueror, cosmic. Well. Okay. Third movie, you gotta pull it back, make it more personal again. Okay. So the only real choice is Overlord again. No. <laughs> Um, actually, you know, 
I want to Glum. Gl- I want to say Glum, but Glum isn't the right choice. I think for movies, I don't think it'd have the same impact. Mm. And Brain Ape would just be too silly. You think too silly? Maybe too silly. Ooh. Um. Although, get. You feel free to cheat. This is, the, this is the hardest. The third movie is the hardest one. You feel free to cheat and double up because you know movies don't do comic movies especially don't do single villains often. That's true. So if you want to like throw a the headliner is who you chose, but who's your sub baddie? You go for it. Sub baddie in the third movie or second? Because you know Overlord's going to be the main dude in the first one, but you know. Man, I don't know. You know what? You know what? Well, third movie should be Sebastian Khan. Mm, you're still should, should be Cyberface. So, That's a way to pull it back while still keeping it big. You know what's so funny? I actually have my like answers prepared here, and you went complete reverse of mine. Really? I said number two should be Cyberface because you can still go World Conqueror. Right. And you, should do the, you, should, you could do a variation of this Savage World. I, I, Maybe I, exactly like just do, do like a road movie. Do a little twist. See, this is my the, my view on it. This is my answer to the question. Basically, number one, you got uh, Overlord and Chicago's in trouble. Number two, you up the ante with Cyberface. The world's in trouble. Number three, you make it Dark Lord and the whole multiverse is in trouble. Hmm. That to me, escalate that fight, baby. That's what people want. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just think that second movie should be the balls out Gonzo adventure, but the third movie should, you know, always be pulled back to a more personal story because it's the conclu- you got to assume it's a concluding story. So the character arcs have to end. And I think being set on Earth in some scenario would be a better place to put that. I mean, the second movie you can do would be a good place to do like Freak Force SOS. I would think in the second movie. Yeah, in the second movie, have Dragon graduate from cop to superhero team leader. Man, you're just jumping the scale and so third high. Movie is now he's on his own again. You think people would be sad? That's like the exact reverse of what I think. I, I was like, I think people would like totally just dig on, sing it, like get bigger and bigger and bigger. I think if it went backwards, because watch, you watch sooner or later. One of these comic movies is gonna like go backwards in terms of scale and scope, because yeah. so far every one of them has like blown it up more and more and more. Yeah. And you watch when it happens that it goes backwards, people are gonna bitch. You know, I, don't, I think Dark Lord might be too big. If if I wanted to do an SOS uh, story for the second movie, Eurus, mm-hmm. your ass might be a better choice. <laughs> as as, de- as uh, what was what did he go by? What was his? Uh... You're gonna do two armored. Villains? Oh, that's a good point. That sucks. Yeah, I, I, Iron Man. I don't want to pull an Iron Man too. You know, people just be like, "I'm not a is, hack." People be like, "This is just the same thing over and over." But see, me. then you do Cyberface in the third movie, and you can put him in the armor again, and it's a callback to the first movie without being too much. <laughs> can we get this man a byline? Can we get this man a byline? <laughs> Give me points on the back end. <laughs> I think either. I mean, what's awesome is that any of them would make an amazing screen. I mean, they do it. Glum can be the animated movie. I, that would work, actually. That would work just fine. I see that working much better than is. Even though, like, we all know the CG is there for it. It's not a matter right. of CG. I just think people could buy it easier. 
Man. So, yeah. That was a good one. Let's get the first one out the door before we get too pie-eyed, though. <laughs> well, the question said trilogy. It's good. It's fun for the question. I liked it. It was a good question. Thank you, Will. Awesome stuff. I think uh, that little teaser, you know, this this should have been in the news. We can mention it here briefly. There's a mystery teaser floating around with an all too, all too professional looking savage dragon. <laughs> we, no one knows what it belongs to. Where? Um, did you not see that? I have not seen it. Ooh. Describe it to me. Ah, oh, jeez. Um, is it on Facebook? There, it, Eric it, tease it? it is on Facebook. Uh, Eric didn't tease it directly, but he did sort of. Oh, he posted. Yeah, he posted it. Is it like, in the Savage Dragon group? It is on uh, the Savage Dragon group, and is the, the one Matt Hickman posted. I think it is. Is it the one that looks like freaking um, Liefeld? Because <laughs> it looks really not very good. John Morrison, story. a.k.a. Johnny Mundo. And, yeah, it's a scene of him shooting two uh, semi-automatic, or two uh, miniguns. Oh, no, not that one, then. I'm looking at, I am actually looking at Youngblood art, and that's not what I was looking for. No, it's it's this one. Uh, let me see if I can't, through the magic of the internet, make this happen for you. But uh, Make it happen. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, uh, that's a mystery thing floating around. And all Larson could say about it was, I've said too much already. So it was one of those things where it was like, everybody is just, it got everyone talking about the movie. Everybody's like, oh my god, you know. Oh. And people hate the fin, I think. Yeah, the fin's not so... So this is a live-action shot. Uh, yeah, it's live-action as a mofo, but who knows what it's from, right? That's the mystery at this point. Hmm. And you can look at some of the like stuff, and it's funny because someone says that uh, Johnny Mundo said he was in the movie and in like, a podcast or something. Everybody's like, what? If that's actually from the actual movie, it's that's not great. Hey, you, if it's like a fan film, it's awesome. You never know. You never know. Who knows? It could be, because that's the thing, when all those pictures from Ultron, Age of Ultron came out, everybody's like, ugh, because like oh, how like lame the pre-CG stuff looked. I'm just saying, never judge a comic movie by its pre-finished form. You never know. Yeah. Could be a short right. film. No one knows. No one knows what this is. This is the mystery screenshot. Alright, well let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Ooh, I like meat and potatoes. Savage Dragon 203. Uh, some would say the best issue published this year. Is it the only issue published this year? Second. <laughs> you know, I, I just cannot wait. I don't want to jump. Technically third, I think. I don't want to jump ahead, but I just have been dying to hear your reaction to this issue. I've been, to this issue? Yes. I'm, I'm, even at mum, I've got opinions. Oh, I'm dying. But to... first, let me start out. This cover's rock solid. You know why? Can you see why? I, Can you, know, you see it? I got a checkerboard pattern in my Any eyes. Any cover with Neutron Bob the cover is automatically my favorite cover of all time. I love Red Skies. Red Skies are better than Yellow Skies. I think it's the bomb. I think it's a catch. This is a great cover. It's just a good dynamic cover. I mean, it's, and you know, you throw Kill Cat and uh, Kid Avenger in there, and it's, you know, it's going to be a rousing good time. You got what we call a Gavin Higginbotham uh, bathroom wallpaper special. This one's <laughs> this one's going on the wall. Yeah, I'm jealous. Oh, it's going to get got. Uh, this is a gorgeous cover. Like you said, winner after winner on this cover. And this is a good issue, just for the awesome stuff. Like, the whole, like... Uh, There's a lot going on in this issue. Right from the intro, with the whole, like, 
you know, Dart's blood thing. I was like, and that, that, that explains something that we were wondering about last issue, which uh, she directly ties into. Yeah. Mayor vials of blood being a little bit too, uh, too around. I don't have a problem with it only because, and it's funny. Somebody mentioned it. I think it was Russ Berlin games interview where he was like, the blood is convenient. And he was like, well, you got to think freakouts, not a new thing. He was True like, enough. so these guys have to, the ones that like rely on their powers for their lifestyle. Right. Honestly, it's not that the blood is convenient. It's convenient. that simply injecting yourself with your blood re-engages your powers again. That seems a little bit convenient. I mean, it makes some sense with dragon and Malcolm because they got the whole chosen one thing going on. Mm hmm. But Dart's just an ordinary person. Little wise guy blood? Just drink, but, just drinking it was enough. Well, But see, that's different because that, that was a different source. Uh-huh. This is her blood and that she took from herself because it also it's, she assumes it has Mako powers in it. It's good. This isn't, if this was just a vial of little wise guy spare, that'd make sense. That'd be totally fine. But if it's her blood... It is totally her blood. <laughs> that's what she describes, and that's why she doesn't want to take it, because she doesn't want to become Mako Shark Woman again. Although we all want her to become Mako Shark Woman again. I am so rooting for that, bro. I am so rooting for the Shark Woman. Do it. Also, immortality is overrated. Plus, is it really immortality when you can just have it taken away? It, it's immortality in that you don't age which if i could cure you she could still totally like get her head cut off or blown up or die i will take the no aging immortality like i don't wonder if she gets a stamina boost from it too because she doesn't age i would her cells don't die or something i'd have to imagine there's like residual side effects like i'd have to imagine like you know little unintentional like you know you don't get tired as you get older so like should to always be at peak physical form yeah there's benefits but you know why this opening scene is so great. Rogue Warrior? Rogue Warrior. <laughs> and the, actually, the best part is how she's like co- treating him as like a, uh, like a close confidant. Oh, he's just he's just chilling in the Lazy Boy, and he's get the, he gets the stink face when she's like sassy with him. It's great. It's good stuff. He's Rogue like, Warrior is such an interesting character. He looks like Dragon, but like, why? So that all it was all for that moment, so that Dragon so could put pre- face paint on. <laughs> That's it. It was all the whole his whole look was just for that moment. Now it's fantastic. I love and the up. I love upgrades, bro. I love power upgrades and the like. Freak out darts. Yeah. Why did that? that why do I not see that stuff coming? It's pretty useful. It's seems, also foreshadowing. It seems so obvious. Like you would think that that would be super obvious, but when I read freak out darts, I was like, duh, no damn duh. That makes nothing but sense. Depower your foes instantly. So Dart just getting more and more kick-ass every issue, and then we flip, and then boom, next next page, more, more blood. blood, more blood in a box. Ho ho ho! And of course you've got the whole like blood in the exact same style of container. Like, are they gonna get confused and swap their? Blood? Are we gonna have Shark Dragon? Oh, that'd be a twist. <laughs> immortal Rick's had it the whole time. Immortal Shark Dragon. Well, you got to think though. Would Malcolm's blood like, you know how Dragon's blood always kind of like killed out weird shit? Would his blood like kill out the shark thing? You know, it might. 
because the chosen one stuff uh, is ch- generally dominant. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, for those who I always like to think of new readers. Although he's mutated like multiple times. You know what? I always like to think new readers. Here in the fifty-first minute of this podcast, if you came aboard with the free comic book day issue, welcome aboard. We love you. And please don't leave. Yeah, and also chosen one blood dominates poisons and other things so that's what we're talking about. i don't know remember yeah <laughs> remember when malcolm became like a big uh, vampire monster yeah the only way to stop that was freak out so oh, yeah. he's, he is susceptible to mutation i suppose i think if it had lasted long enough his chosen might have one been juice... able to reject it naturally yeah yeah that's the way it works yeah healing effect yeah you, that's a good point Healing factor might have been able to deal with it in, in at some point. But you gotta love the fact that they're both looking at their vials of blood, and it's like in the exact. I gotta say, I feel like a merry mix-up is on the horizon. But uh, the be- honestly, the best part about this is uh, Maxine's gift. Ooh, no joke, brother. She's gonna be force field girl. <laughs> I love. I love that. That's that's good. It, it just makes sense, doesn't it? Why wouldn't you have that? And it seems useful. It's Christmas in May. Yeah, Eric <laughs> said that that's because these last few issues have all taken place in the, generally the same amount of time. It's cool. It's it's good. It's it's fine, Eric. We love it. I'm okay. I mean, actually, I prefer it this way because forcing every issue to be a month kind of is jarring sometimes. Yeah, I'm down with it. I'm okay with it. Bend those rules when you gotta. I also like the uh, attention to the the little like nod to the threesome thing. You know, it's good to see that little evolution there. And you know what? Poor Angel. You know, my that was my reaction. Oh yeah, a girl look looks like her. She's gonna be. It's gonna be really hard to, to find replacements. I, I I think so. You're not gonna get that green action anywhere. That's awesome. And even this issue, I just want to say, this issue is firing all all cylinders. Like, every turn of every page, I'm just like, there's one more kick-ass thing happening. Also, you totally fucking called this. (laughs) Dude. Last episode. It was luck. You fucking called it. It was luck. I never would have dreamt. I never would have dreamt that this was the way this is going, but it is awesome to the max. If I remember correctly, you guessed, oh, they could, or maybe Craig did. Someone suggested, oh, they could reattach his head. But I want to say you said flying head. Oh, I don't feel like I did. That's two on the nose. No way. I would have never guessed that in a billion years. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. This flying head thing is hilarious. Dude, if he just had his head like on his body. But it's the fact, again, it's upgrades. I love the upgrades. It's the fact that the head and body can uh, operate independently of one another. <laughs> yes, but- I I thought, you know, like I said last episode, I thought it was a waste to kill him the first time he appears, but apparently he's sticking around, so A-plus, number one, would buy again. (laughs) Belko getting better and better and better every every issue. (laughs) Uh, You know what's awesome, though? I wanted to say, uh, just to drop in about the general things of Savage Dragon is... Part of me, I was like kind of afraid because you know what? We have not seen really silly new characters. Right. There haven't been like Brainy Ape and Hitler's Brain, you know, being on its own two feet and all those good things. Like, uh, you know, uh, Powerhouse, you know, right. Chicken. There's kind of always been like a little bit of silliness to like 
some of the rogues. There's a lot of like badasses that are like totally like Brawn. He's not really funny or open face or whatever. But there's always been those kinds of comedy villains. And I love, I don't even know if he's a villain, but I love how damn goofy Melvin Belko, or Marvin Belko is. Or Melvin Belko, my bad. I love how goofy Belko is turning out to be. Yeah, he's a, he's something. (laughs) And then, boom, very next page. Chuckle Fox. Kill Cat in the mansion, just Nickelback. I love it, dude fantastic nickelback yes he's a little nickelback t-shirt oh is that what he's wearing <laughs> because always in style that that kill cat yeah how about that uh man bun the hair bun i i never get over the fact that he's got like pointy ears and cat teeth it's, you know it's part kitty cat <laughs> and immortal you know and it is again an interesting dynamic to note is that uh you know there, here's two more immortals floating around in a book that runs in real time. So you gotta you got to wonder if, uh, not to jump too far out of sequence, but you got to wonder how that's going to play. They'll, they'll just outlive everybody. <laughs> Put Malcolm in the ground and kill Cat and Kid Avenger will be there. That'll be the, the next Savage title character? Savage Kill Cat? <laughs> I'm sure he'd like that. <laughs> 2025, Savage Kill Cat. But uh, once again, they've completely misread the situation as Dart being the hero and this imposter dragon-looking fella being the bad guy. You know what? I don't know if it's meta-commentary on people who don't realize that the book has changed title characters. You know what? It, this Knowing Eric and this book, it totally is. It's gotta be. It's gotta be meta-commentary. Because it's perfect. If it's not, if it's not, it it perfectly doubles as meta commentary. You don't know how many people I talk to that like, so, like I was picking on the Rich Johnson article where he's like, they should call the book Savage Granddad. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, well, you know, if the Savage Dragon in the title still referred to the same guy, maybe. <laughs> That's fantastic bloggery, pal. Good job. Yeah. Well, well researched. <laughs> I, I read the excerpt. I read the news excerpt. So we get the return of another villain. I'll do. And could this not be a more awesome double page spread? I this is a great double page spread. A, a great villain. Great art. <laughs> I don't like this scene. Why not? It's a repeat of something his dad did way back in the day, without pretty much with no change. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if I did a side-by-side comparison. It was the same layout. I bet he didn't say, what's wrong with you? Why would anybody think this is okay? I actually want to, well, he, I believe Dragon said something very similar. (laughs) You know who we need on this one. But it was definitely kidnapping kids at the time, and he was definitely in a sewer. Craig would have known. Craig would know. Craig would have known. We always say Gavin would have known, but Craig would have done the research. We're hacks. Would have been well. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Um, <laughs> Ultimate Arachnid died. Ultimate Arachnid's dead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I like uh, Arachnid. It's good to see that he's an awesome design. Oh yeah, he's a great. He's a great character. I'd love him. I just wish he was doing something new and interesting that would like, you know, instead of the same thing he always does. Eat children. That's, Eat children. But that's his thing. 
There you go. Get beat up by a dragon. There you go, sliding people for doing their thing again, Jim. Yeah. Elitist. Elitist. (laughs) Elitist snob. Now, like, uh, you know, we get to see a little bit of, uh, you know, progression with the uh, Maxine Funk face as she cock blocks Tierra. Why does Drag? Why does Malcolm even have Tierra's number? Trifling. Ugh. <laughs> just, just trifling. Ah, it just. Uh, I love this plan that Kill Cat and. <laughs> the best part is they just kind of rope Bob into just tagging along. Yeah, and, and his role in the plan. Is to pretend to be a bad guy? Positively ridiculous. Now I'm going to punch you in the face a few more times. Fantastic. Uh, I wanted to say, and it's funny because Russ Burlingame said the exact same thing to Eric in the interview, and I feel like we've talked about this in the past, but this uh, criticism that uh, Malcolm keeps getting faced with regarding dating Asians, I've not heard that that much. I've actually never heard that myself, but... I was always a sheltered child. <laughs> well, there aren't a lot of Although Asians. Although I believe it. I believe that people would believe this. Do you? Yeah. Those uh, people are idiots. That's what's sad, yeah. I, but as I read it, I was like, really? Like, everybody I knew was always, it was like, oh, oh, you're with an Asian chick. It was like a good thing. Not, I've never heard anybody else say it like the other way. Like, you're gay. I never heard that. But I, I reading this, I kind of assumed... Um, it was coming from something in Eric's life. Yeah. I think he did. I don't remember if he confirmed that or not, but it, it did seem like something he had, he had heard somewhere and decided to, you know, bring attention to. Seems a little auto bio. It does. But you know what? I tell you, you get more, yeah, more Malcolm in school. Yeah. It's always good to, you know, have Malcolm in school. And then how do you feel about this? That your man, how do you feel about your boy in this, uh, splash page? Who? <laughs> Bob. In, in which page? You should be in Bob. The one directly after? The one getting punched? You know what? Okay. L- l- let me just say. I-, I expected you to be in much more Bob frenzied mode. Oh, I'm in a Bob frenzied mode, but I've like reached that like euphoria point where I've like uh-huh. achieved transcendence. <laughs> Are you a godlike being? Yes, I'm divine now. <laughs> Are you just, you're not even using a computer. You're speaking right into my mind. And I'm not even really here. <laughs> Going crazy. You're more, uh, it's not even here is, doesn't apply you to you. need to wake up out of that coma there, right, Raven? You're everywhere <laughs> at once. <laughs> no, you know, uh, I love this splash page. Uh, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Bob's uh, torso looks a little wonky to my eye, but I still love it. Like, it's crazy, all this, like, perspective. Yeah, he looks a little small. He looks skinnyish, but I love it anyway. Yeah. It's great. It's beautiful act. I mean, it's not great he's getting punched in the face, but it's great just dynamically. And It's great he's getting punched in the face as part of a plan that he cooperated to go along with. But then he gets a good hit in. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was all part Blast of the plan. Malcolm, as he should. Oh, <laughs> uh, And then, you know, we flip the page and boom! And now, the moment I've been waiting for. I'm going to be honest with you, Raven. Uh-huh. I actually think he looks better. <laughs> I cannot believe it, dude. If you had if you had gotten every Raven from the fifty two multiverses and pulled them all, not a one would have thought you were gonna say that. I actually think I like him better with regular skin. <laughs> that blows my mind, dude. I thought you were gonna be so sad. I mean I'm sad. I'm I am very sad. 
I love Neutron Bob. Uh huh. And I love his look, and I love his powers, and I love his loud, co- loud outfit. Uh huh. But just because he's not big and blue doesn't mean he can't rocket the yellow and black checks. I just want to say, I love him in that oversized jacket. Like, <laughs> it's funny. All these following panels where like he's swimming in the jacket. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And he did lose a little height. You know, also, too, isn't it funny? Apparently, his hair standing up nature was part of his powers or something. I love the Doc Brown. He's got the Great Scott, like, look, going down. Yeah, he does have the Doc Brown going on. Totally rocking that Doc. I, you know, I was so expecting you to be sad. You're taking it like a champ. I was, I, you know what I was going to, I was going to suggest the title for this? Jim, Goodbye Jim. <laughs> Because you'd said if Bob was like gone, you're I'm quitting. You said I was like I quit. It's an I quit match. <laughs> exactly. I was like, man, this is gonna be the. As I read this, I was like, this is good. Goodbye, Jim. That's what I heard. You wanna, my know, why, you wanna know why I'm not actually sad? Why is that? Because he doesn't die. I was he's alive. There's always hope. You know what? What if he can get a blood transfusion from his mom? His mom. I mean, they, they got their powers from living too close to a radioactive fallout pit. Seems I honestly assume they still live next to that pit. But that's just an assumption on my part. What is... So you're the Bob fan, and again, I admit, I cop to my not being encyclopedic of my knowledge of dragon lore. What's Bob's mom's surgery? Her what? Yeah, the, the necessary surgery they use to rope Bob into this whole shenanigan. Uh, that must be a new development, because that didn't come up the last time he appeared. Okay, well, that's why Bob's cooperating, because of his mom's surgery. Killcat's Kill rich, right? Killcat is rich, so somehow. He has a mansion, stately Killcat Manor, and yeah, he's, he's that's how he's bankrolling Bob's mom's surgery, whatever that might be. So, yeah, it's good, it's good stuff. Freakout darts instantly effective in a huge way. Yeah, that's... Hmm. See, it would have been funnier if Kill Cat got the darts. And again, you gotta... Like, what's the origin? Like, he didn't get bitten by a radioactive... Got, oh, <laughs> I don't know. He's half cat. He, something must have happened. I don't think they're natural powers. Okay. I think he was raised by, like, cat people or some bullshit. <laughs> I know it's silly. I know it's a silly origin, so... Raised by cat people, really? I don't know. Oh, it's probably. I don't. It. I don't. I don't know. I just. I just know it's something like that. Anytime there's boom pal tacos in a, in in an issue, that's a winner. I'm I'm pleased pleased as punch with that. And then uh, we go straight from boom pal tacos to this amazing panel of Kid Avenger getting smacked spacked into the building. Yeah, like the Malkin loses his foot, and then instantly, and you know what? And remember, he was just hit by Freakout. He can't heal anymore. Yeah, so he's not a godlike being like Jim. But then, you know what? And this was the best moment. This was the awesome moment. It is the best moment. Powerless Bob to Bob the rescue. Bob saves the day, and that's why I don't hate this. Bob the hero. More heroic. Hero. He's the that Bob. That's that's the fundamental reason why I like Bob. Bob's a hero. Bob the hero. He's often often a misconstrued as a villain, but Bob is the hero. Fantastic. And he's powerless. And so this is an even riskier move. That's what's so awesome. What a maneuver. <laughs> a high risk maneuver, my God. Power bomb to hell. <laughs> 
fantastic. This was fantastic. This this issue, and then to end it all, to end it all as if you weren't getting all the bang your buck could possibly hope for. So the last page. Oh, last page. Bombshell. What do you think? I think we have no reason to doubt her. I think she certainly got boned in a threesome. And I'm she certainly s- did that happen. She's a fertile turtle. We know that. She is. And see, that's the thing. I believe she may be telling the truth because last time she told the truth. Yeah. One end of the world boink later, we've got Frank Jr. bouncing around. Frank Jr. Jr. So C- Certainly raises some uh, complications. I gotta say, for all the people who thought that the threesome was consequence-free sex, boom. Uh, probably not. Plus, how do you lie? You can't... The thing about, like, oh, you lied. How do you lie about a pregnancy long-term? It might be a cheap grab, like a desperate move, but, like, right. what's the end game to being like, oh, I'm pregnant? Like, he's not gonna marry her. No. You know? So... I think he's kind of uh, boned. I think that she's legit pregnant. Yep. Also, gotta wonder. Ugh. Gotta wonder what that means. I'm gonna say Tierra's gonna take a fall down some stairs. No. <laughs> I bet he'll get kidnapped. We'll see it again in 20 years. Oh. <laughs> It'd be well. Yeah, yeah. You got all these like savage. Savage Brothers, like, doesn't he have... Well, the one got... Oh, my God, that's right. Yeah. More frickin' Savage Kids. There would be another chosen one in the book, because Battle Battle Dragon is floating around there with a vendetta. Um, Yes. So, I'm just saying, it's kind of like... Yeah, Barry, I forgot his name. He has a real name, Barry. Yeah. uh, Actually, he's not a chosen one, because Dark Dragon wasn't chosen at the... He was was negated at the time. Oh, so Barry's normal? I think so. Well, she's, he's got his mom's side. She was pretty tough. Oh, okay. Hey, good thinking. Yeah. Jeez, man. Good job. Yeah, she, he would be strong just by... I probably think this stuff more through than Eric does. <laughs> you think... You think... You think, <laughs> you think he's... Uh, he doesn't uh, think about it like uh, while he's pooping and showering. It's like, what, do I, what am I going to do? How do I get this? I can't even think. Uh Battle, oh, it was cool at the time. Battle Dragon, what am I going to do with that kid? Uh, that's so many plot threads. I don't know. No, it's good. All in all, this issue was a total, like, I, I absolutely bananas. I just wanted to say one super awesome, amazing, and God bless you letter writers. Please keep writing letters. I think they're amazing down the road. When you go back and read these old issues, they're a great snapshot of where people were. And also, uh, you get awesome little gems like uh, Mike Alred of Madman fame writing in to congratulate Larson. That's that's cool stuff. Congratulate him on what? The issue. Oh. Being 200 issues in. And, yeah, letter pages are cool. Letter pages are cool, and there's a lot of them in this issue. This is a really letter-heavy letter... The heaviest letter column section... I think the book has had probably in actually years. Well, you know what? This that's probably all the two hundred letters. E- yeah, about well, a lot th- of them. three issues. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them were two hundred centric. Yeah, these are. I'm fan. I'm very pleased. I'm just saying that it's, it's really cool. These things are not not appreciated. They're awesome. And as somebody who came at Savage Dragon late, 
a lot of the times, if I had a gap in my collection, I could jump in the letters column, read a bit, and it worked right. like a bizarre little snapshot to get you. It's good. It's good stuff. And now, if, there was a little bonus in this issue. It was. And you know what? I, I have to be honest. I'm glad this was in here. Yeah. Well, it just always seemed weird to me that she just got a key from the landlord, like, off-panel. Right. Just to, just to clarify, uh, in this issue, Eric published two bumper pages that are going to go in his, on both ends of his uh, double-page spread issue. Two oh, What was that? Uh, the Is that 199? People know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. The double-page the double spread issue. Um, because of the way it lays out in the trade, he had two blank pages. So he filled them with a page at the start and a single page at the rear that both lead into and continue the scenes that the issue had. So he reprints them here so that those of us who don't buy the trades have them. Which that's just damn thoughtful. And uh, they're good little scenes. Of course, uh, the, the the first, the, the opening scene is with Maxine waiting for Malcolm to answer her on the phone. Because if I remember correctly, at the time he's in a snowy field with the world's best. Uh, no, no. Shit. Oh, this is when he goes into the center of the earth. He is in the center he, he of the earth. He loses reception at the center of the earth. That's what happens. Bingo. Right. And so she's sitting there and his landlord shows up and gives her a key to let her in, which she mentions later on in the issue. Mm-hmm. And this explains why it happened. I don't know why it was bothersome to me that that was off panel, but I thought I just thought it was weird that the landlord would be like, "Oh, hello, random girl, come on in." Especially since it's savage, it's like Malcolm Dragons, like she could be like a villain or something. Oh, go okay, yeah, sure, just go right on in. Bonus, and this is weird. I'm pretty sure this is based on a real dude, John Day style, and his name happens to be Craig Olson, not our Craig Olson. Really? Yeah, uh, weird weirdness, but yeah, this is a landlord name, not named here. I'm pretty sure he said on Facebook he's Craig Olson, another Craig Olson, so there you go. Craig, your days are numbered, son. Then we have a concluding page after the SOS shows up and cleans up all the subterranean monsters. And it's just uh, it's Malcolm, Angel, Maxine, Rex, all just kind of having a little powwow post-fight. And we get the best line oh, yeah, the best. ever. Hort Hortis doing her her what she does best. Are you guys having sex yet, Maxine? <laughs> Hortis stealing the show. She. So you know what this does is retcons. What's it retcons? It was Hortis's job, uh, fault that the three sims kept happening. <laughs> she put it into Maxine's head. Mm-hmm. She turned the spigot on. Well, I can say that Hortus likes it, so, you know, it's, it makes sense. makes sense she'd get that party going, to get that party started. So, yeah, great, great issue. Great issue. Solid all around. Great issue. Bob didn't die. I, dude, A plus. I was dying to hear you. I could not wait. I could not wait. The minute I saw that, I was like, oh, I gotta know. And you like him better, my mind. I, well, I, I, it's not that I like him better. It's that I don't like him any worse. I think... <laughs> I, my, my worry is we're never going to see him again, but I think that being alive, you know, anything is possible now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has a future. He has a future. In uh, 100 issues, uh, Gavin can write a backup about him. <laughs> Whatever happened to Neutron Bob? That sounds like the name of a, a murder mystery. 
No, I'm I'm excited. Plus two, you know, hey, his mom is still out there completely blue. You know, yep. no one knows what this surgery could be. There's a mystery surgery element. There's all kinds of it's good. It's good stuff. This was a killer issue. And we can't exactly talk about it yet because we are keeping this podcast spoiler free for Savage Dragon Free Comic Book Day people, but it was an absolutely bananas month to be a Savage Dragon fan. Sure was. Not since 200 has things been so exciting. It was good. It was great. This all in all, is a barn burner. Shall we gaze, wrap it up. gaze into the future? Gaze to the future. Savage Dragon 204. Malcolm Dragon versus Angel Dragon? It's come to this, as Malcolm and Angel have it out in what may be our strangest issue yet. I would say... It's not, it's not hard to imagine what's causing this. <laughs> I bet... Speed Racer on DVD. <laughs> you don't think it has to do with uh, Fertile Turtle? Fertile Turtle? You know, uh... Explain yourself. Bun in the Oven? Oh, that? No, I doubt I doubt they'd come to blows over that. You don't think so? I'm 99.99 repeating percent sure <laughs> that Tierra has leaked three-way sex video to the interwebs. Hmm. It's a bad day to be battle girl. Bad, bad day. How do you deal with uh, being accidentally Paris hilton Beat up your brother, I guess. <laughs> but- I hope Maxine has that protective force field on her <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. you're about to get that put to use immediate use <laughs> well i i can't wait i, I i'm excited I, I you know like i said these it's funny again we can't talk about it but that was two absolutely killer issues this book is uh you know always enjoyable but damn barn burners and the next one i'm super jazzed for can't come yeah. soon enough yeah and uh, we're going to try really hard to get Free Comic Book Day issue spoiler cast done in a little while. We may make it a brief episode where we only talk about the issue, hopefully with Craig on board. Going to do our best to get Craig up in this biatch. But uh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna make an effort. Monthly episodes. Ooh. <laughs> That's my goal for the next couple of months is to do monthly regardless of the status of the current issue. You and Larson both, baby. That's what yeah. he said. He said with this free comic day Twitter flap over, I can <laughs> I can get straight to business. So here's hoping. So, um, yeah. Uh, just remember, send us in your interesting conversation questions. We need those desperately. They are and, awesome. Uh, and um, if I were, just to clarify, uh, Will Poe, William Poe, is our winner of this month's. Only one of two in the whole world limited Savage Fincast t-shirts. So we'll try and get in touch with you, or if you hear this, get in touch with us, and we will uh, get you uh, your prize. So uh, as uh, far as uh, regular... Savage Fincast contest goes, our content goes. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening. And are you wanting to do a what's new? Are oh, you, you want to just chit chat? Are you feeling satisfied? You want to yuck it up? I mean, it depends. It's getting late. Is it late for you? I'm feeling good. Let's uh, let's knock this out. Let's let's do this for the for pterodactyl. The, tell you what, for the listeners' sake, why don't we put a time limit on it? TikTok. That way it doesn't run crazy. Lightning round. You want to do 15 minutes? 
Let's do 15. Take it away, Jim. What's new with you? What's new with me? Holy crap, what's not new with me? Oh. You'll... Um... <laughs> so much. Oh, man, there's so much. I've just They all <laughs> crashed into each other in my head. It's like Wall Street. Well, I guess I'll start with what am I reading right now that's right. new and different and you wouldn't believe it. I What? Do you know what Getter Robo is? I am familiar. I have not read it. Well... Getter Robo is a giant robot hero from Japan, of course, and he's had multiple TV series and spinoffs and toys and action figures. I've gone back to read the original comic series it was all based on from the late 70s. Okay. And it is the craziest bullshit you've ever fucking seen. There were a lot of drugs happening at that time. Oh. <laughs> it was a drug-fueled era. That was an, well, it was an, it was an era of giant robots. Mm-hmm. I mean, um... Mazinger Z was the first, uh, it had come out first, and he was the first um, piloted robot. Super okay. robot. He's the first, I guess you'd call it, super robot. Mech. He's, he's a, well, not really a mech. Super robots, and it, it's, a, it's, it's a fine line, but super robots <laughs> are a little different than mechs. Okay. Because super robots are actually, when you, when you, when you, when you, when you get down to the, the bare bones, they're actually more superhero than, like, mecha. All right. In fact, Getter Robo is such a superhero, he's got a fucking cape when he flies. <laughs> a giant robot with a cape. Getter Robo's uh, gimmick is that he's actually three jets that can combine three different ways to be three different forms. That was pretty unique at the time. And each pilot, um, what's really... Okay, let me explain why this this is such a mental series. Okay. Um, all right. First of all, it's hyper-violent. I love like, that. Insanely violent, oh, as right. in bystanders get killed like nonstop. <laughs> all like, right. Little little kids <laughs> on panel death. All right. It's actually it, it's 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 amazing. Sounds heavy metal. Difference of what they got can get away with that 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 would never fly here. In a lot of time in a lot of ways it all looks like fucking Mickey Mouse. <laughs> in a lot of ways it was a better time. It it <laughs> believe me if comics were like this it'd be we'd be doing a lot better. We'd all be reading them. <laughs> And, and number two, all your main characters are fucking sociopath, crazy people. Your main, your, your hero character, he fight, he, his first appearance is he goes to a, a karate contest and just beats the shit out of absolutely everyone just because he can. I mean, not to prove anything, just because he can. You're doing nothing but selling me on this. And then the second pilot is a fucking terrorist <laughs> who brainwashes basically a bunch of high school kids uh-huh. to bomb politicians. <laughs> this is a hero, right? These are the hero characters. I love you know, it. They're all brought together by this crazy scientist whose own son gets killed on panel and he barely registers it. <laughs> and the third pilot, he's actually more of a comedy character. He's like a, a reclusive judo master. He's cool, but he's more of a comedy character because at this period, comedy characters were like essential. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's a cool character too. He's fun. But uh, his, his gimmick is he always dies because every every time the, new, the series gets like renewed as a new series, he, like his character always dies. So it's like a running gag <laughs> right. throughout the entire franchise. But anyway, um, they fight. The Dinosaur Empire, which <laughs> is exactly what it sounds like. An empire it's of dinosaurs. Literally, dinosaurs, when, when during the extinction event, they went underground because uh, the, the climate changed. And now they've returned to reclaim the surface. You know what? I just want to say I want Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and 2 canceled 
and I want the Get a Robo movie greenlit. It's fucking bananas. Sounds, sounds the like best gold. Part about, and the best part about all this, all these super robot comics from that era are just like this. They're all bananas. <laughs> and, and that's why I'm going back to reading all of them. I mean... Uh, on top of that, I was reading a series of another Japanese, uh, this one, late 60s, called um, Cyborg 009. I am very familiar with Cyborg 009. Yeah, that's another wacky series. A lot of racist characters, but, uh, you know, it's the J- times. It's Japan. They just didn't know. They didn't know. <laughs> they were extremely I isolated. Say, I will say, as racist as their, their, their Native American and African characters look, they are the baddest-ass characters in the comic. Yeah sense you gotta think uh it was actually you know what's so funny is i i've heard people refer to uh people from the 80s even the 80s like you know it's funny because that doesn't feel like we should be getting referred to but like you know in such a way but as like a racist bigoted generation or whatever yeah and uh it's funny because say what you will but if there was like a, a big black dude he was gonna kick the most ass True. He was always going to be the Although, toughest guy. What's funny about this, the, the character in, in Cyborg 009 is he's, he's like the Aquaman of the team. He, he I think his, his gimmick is that he's really good underwater. Okay. Yeah, so he's like, he swims really good. He sw- When he's underwater, he's like as fast as the flying character. It's, but he's, he's, a, he's just, he's, his attitude is like, he, he just wants to like, he's like a hero. It's great. <laughs> I don't know, Cyborg 009 is, it, it, it's good. How are you it's reading this? Can, it's can, all fantastic. You're reading just, this digital? Can people go somewhere and partake? Well, you can it? buy Cyborg 009 off Comixology. Sounds uh, like beautiful. Yep, and it's all, all, all the collections are there. Uh, it's part, it was created by... Um, Those are really old, so is that quality? Like, how does that look? Oh, it looks great. It's fresh scans, fresh translation. Beautiful. Uh, uh, yeah, um, hold on a second. Uh... Shit, wrong button. <laughs> Thinking noises. That's what... Tappity tap tap. Tap 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 tap. Quality podcasting. Dead dead time. <laughs> Must fill air with banter. Um, Ishimori. Okay. Uh, I can't, can't pronounce his last time. Name, Butcher. But he, was a, he was a, a student... Of Osama Tezuka? Tezuka. Okay. Who created Astro Boy and Blackjack. And everything. And basically invented manga. Yeah, and everything, basically. And and everything. It, it um, all. He's he's like Jack Kirby to the millionth he, degree. He's Stanley and Jack Kirby in one with a big dash of um Walt Disney. Will Eisner. Eisner, Disney, yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's so many of these American people all in one guy. But Ishimori was the first guy to really come out of that school of art, comics, and break out as, like, the next big thing. He created Kamen Rider. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And Cyborg 009, which is was, was, was big work. Um, he also created his other comic called Skullman, which, if you think the Punisher is like an anti-hero, Skullman can eat him for breakfast. <laughs> Goldman's cool because it's also a one-shot. But yeah, you, um, Comixology themselves uh, got the rights to all these Ish, uh, Ishimori works. Okay. And got them all up in HD, and they go on sale once in a while, but they're all good. That's fantastic. They're I, all in that swinging 60s adventure manga style. It's just 
so bananas. I love that that stuff is in a format that people can see because it's not bad because it's old. Like a lot right. of that stuff was absolutely amazing and po- and world popular for a reason. Right. And so that's amazing. I wish that there was more stuff like that. Just to event- get a robe, on the other hand, I have to totally fucking steal. Oh. But I found a good fan. I found a good scanlation site that has like really high res scans and a really good translation, so it's really good. Well, all the same. Hey, you know, uh, be honest. If it's just not out there, it's just not out there. Yeah. So it sucks. There's there's things that are out there only in scanlation form. Wow. Uh, you reading anything else? I mean, anything else on your charts? Um, I started reading Underwater Welder. <laughs> Is, uh, I haven't gotten very far in it yet. I got distracted. It's actually a print book my friend loaned me. So, Okay, American or Japanese? Around. What? You don't know Underwater Welder? I don't. Oh, Underwater Welder was uh, written by that uh, Jeff Lamar guy. The guy who did Mind Management. Okay. Nothing. No. Clue. I know Mind Management. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's becoming a bigger name. I think he's writing a bunch of Marvel books. He wrote a bunch of DC stuff. Uh-huh. But, uh, but it, it won a bunch of awards. It was like a really big release last year for uh i think the top shelf top shelf released it mm-hmm. it's like a twilight zone type story where something weird happens and he's a he's a he's a he he's an underwater welder is what he does is he goes underwater and welds oil pipelines okay and he has like this encounter with something which i just re- just got to which is where i stopped reading so I don't know where it's going, but he's got a lot of home life problems, and it's like a really an emotional trip type thing. Okay. It's, it's good. Art's good. Black and white. Graphic, original graphic novel. It's a lot of pages. I'm down with anything original. Rock on. Yeah. What about you? Have you been doing anything interesting? So funny that I should say I'm down with anything original, and the only two things I'm really reading are like completely like licensed things. But uh, I dipped my toe in that Archie versus uh, Predator. Uh, ah. Archie versus Predator. And that's fantastic. It, Is it? Only issue one's out, but you haven't lived until you've seen Jughead's commentary on the sexual Tyrannosaur line that Jesse really? the Body drops in the chopper. Really? Make you a sexual Tyrannosaurus just like me. And uh, Jughead totally takes that down. But yes, it delivers on blood and guts. I was like, it does? Really? Oh, yeah. Like, I can't, I'm going to keep it a secret, but yeah, two characters get graphically murdered in the very first issue. So, and it's all rendered in the classic Archie style. In classic, because that's what I noticed in the previews is that it will look like, like, DiCarlo, standard Archie Jughead look. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's its own model, and, uh, wow. it's... Archie, Archie as a company really has decided to really grab this whole do fucked up things to our iconic characters poll. You know what? Good for them. Because Archie can be both. Because it's weird because for years people would make like parodies and like do like sex adventures Mm -hmm. and like like, violence adventures. And now Archie themselves said, hey, pay us to do it. You know, there's a thing in Japan where the people that publish the title sometimes... It's not like a consistent enough thing that you can say it happens all the time. Right. But sometimes they will head up their own parody. Yeah. And that's the way some of these Archie things feel. Because it's just like you're reading this Archie comic and like there's like characters getting murdered and like they're making like 
classic movie references to like things like you know i don't know it just blows my mind that this thing even exists but it's excellent the first issue doesn't take place in riverdale but there's still fantastic stuff and it's all going to be in riverdale from that issue on i'm totally down with it the other cool. the other thing is uh i just want to give major shout outs to um uh, of course you know invincible is like savage dragon uh alternate universe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kirk Kirkman loves the Savage Dragon, so Invincible's been really good lately. Raven, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, I accidentally hit the mute button. Oh, no, no, I I can hear you. You're good. But, like, uh, Invincible has been super amazing lately, but uh, I just wanted to drop real quick props on Outcast, say that that is an amazing little title. A lot of these Kirkman books that launch, like, Thief of Thieves... Right. Or whatever. Sometimes they feel like he's just getting his name on it so he can jump off of it. But Outcast is beautiful and excellent. Hmm. It is very good. Um, and lastly, Multiversity finished. And I just want to say that A, I never want to see Dino Cop ever again. <laughs> like, I, I, I hope they don't use him. But B, given what that series was, that is like the highest like compliment to Savage Dragon in the history. Really, the whole series was about. I was running out of money about halfway, not even halfway through. I think I got two issues in, and then I had to drop it because it was too expensive. So I haven't read the final issue yet. As a series, it's not really amazing. I'll just go ahead and say that. Yeah. Like Morrison has done better stuff. Uh, you know what it suffers from. He was trying to do way too much in way too few pages. Right. So what it is is it's super condensed. So unfortunately, to get the good out of it, you're going to have to like read it and reread it and think about it a minute. Gotcha. Some stuff's ham-fisted and obvious. Other stuff's not. But the gist, just snapshot, is that like basically it was Morrison on his way out because he's, right. he's not doing monthly comics anymore. And he was making – so there's all kinds of commentary about like comics and what's good for them and everything else. And um, Dino Cop is all up in that last issue. And this is not a spoiler, but he's featured extremely prominently in like a double page spread, like on the last one. And I'm just saying, I got to say that I feel like for a series that's so dedicated to what it thinks comics should be about. Right. To have Savage Dragon featured so prominently especially where the message is don't do repeating stories, don't keep doing events, these are not good for comics, you shouldn't do that, it will lead to, you know, poor, right. poor storytelling. There's a reason why Savage Dragon is featured oh. so prominently. I, because obviously Savage Dragon is linear and moves forward, it's always progressing. So it's cool i'm i'm pleased i don't think what's sad is i'm not seeing that take on it anywhere else like no but everybody that is commenting on well, diversity is like why is dino cop there no one knows and i'm like yeah think about it <laughs> again you gotta be on the inside <laughs> yeah. well you know what the worst part about this is is springboard of this fucking convergence bullshit you know it's just dc trying to well ripping off secret war but uh it's hard to tell who's ripping off who at this point anymore. I don't know. Secret War was announced a long time in advance of this. Was it? Oh, yeah. All I know is that just, like, the two companies, it's like Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Like, yeah. they ape each other so hard 
that I don't really sometimes just the line blurs. I have no idea what the hell who came the only first. Good thing that, the only good thing about convergence is you got two more issues of uh, Legion of Superheroes, who are who, who the two issues are being drawn and written by the two guys who have been writing the best Legion of Superheroes comic of the last few years, Egos, which is not a Legion of Superheroes comic, just a lot like a Legion of Superheroes comic, mm-hmm. because DC won't publish a Legion of Superheroes comic. Oh, they, they got to publish uh, Lobo or Ambush Bug. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> I love, but P.S., I love Legion of Superheroes. Right. My comic shop will also sell Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> oh, God. But my point is... Um, what is my point? My point is Morrison may created something thoughtful and interesting and, and, and everyone took it and said, Oh, multiverse, have them all fight, beat up each other up. You know, what's so funny. Like ironic, it's like, it's like irony. I hate that you haven't read this, but I will say without spoiling anything, I'm trying to think how to say this without spoiling a single thing. So you can keep reading it. A good mainstream comic writer leaves tools for other writers that come after him to create quality stories. Right. And the gift that Morrison gave people at the end of Multiversity is something that absolutely no one's going to use. Huh. And it's a great gift. You will never see this put to use. Like, is it, is it a multiverse of multiverses? I can't. I'm, I'm, okay. I don't want to spoil it for okay. you. But I'll just. That's say, always been my assumption: is that the New Fifty Two is just one multiverse within a multiverse. Nah, I won't say anything. I'll just okay. No spoilers. I'll get to it eventually. I want you to enjoy it, but it's percent off of Comicsology in six or eight months. <laughs> well, remember, it's it's not you know something you have to read. It, right. I thought it was. I really want to read the Watchmen issue because that looks good. Ooh, that's the best. That that is. I really a... want to watch the fucking uh, uh, the Captain Marvel one. That one's real good too. That one's really good. I I think it's funny. Like I said, he just left all kinds of gifts. It's a great roadmap for what things should and should not be done for quality storytelling. Yeah. And I know that, like I said, oh, whoa, why is Dino Cop there? That doesn't make any sense. Pearls before swine, my man. He, he's laying down those solid gold nuggets of wisdom, and everyone's walking right over him confused. Right. <laughs> Um, what else? What else? I've been watching Daredevil. I'm only about six episodes in, but it's really good. It's, it's like, how do you do Batman really well? You do Daredevil. Are you? Because no one knows who Daredevil is. You know, I know we got to wrap it up because I know I said 15 minutes. You did. But I simply cannot uh, leave this without saying real quick, Dawn of Justice, what's your opinion? Dawn of Justice? Yeah. The it's su- like dog shit wrapped in fucking sewage water. Poop, poop water <laughs> called Zack Snyder. I want that on the back of the DVD. <laughs> uh, the only interesting thing about it is that it looks like they're basically ripping all the good parts out of uh, Dark Knight Returns. Right. And that's about it. I like they're gonna have Bat- They're going to have Batman beat up Superman. I- and everyone will cheer. I got to tell you. I don't think that you can film that realistically. I just don't see... How fast Superman is? Yeah, probably not. It reads in comics because a comic is a static medium. Right. I just don't see how you... I've never... I mean, that's the only thing that really has me super crazy hyped for it. I, I just want to see how they do it. What, what are they, they going to do? 
how are you going to make how are you going to sell this really i bet well see if Zack snyder was an actual director instead of a giant hack job <laughs> you'd think it was a setup to fool lex luther and i hate that it was a staged fight <sighs> but it probably isn't it probably is exactly what it looks like I hate Eisenberg's voice. You can hear it in the trailer, and I'm just like, uh. Which one's, which one's Eisenberg? He's Lex. Oh, right. Zombieland Rex. Right. I, I didn't watch a lot of Zombieland. Ooh, well, that's that's a good one. Yeah, yeah put that. Oh, yeah, put that in your to-do list. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's basically Michael Sarah, Like, Michael Sarah levels of dorkiness and whininess. Yeah, as Lex Luthor. Like I'm just really. I, yeah, I've never in my mind once imagined Lex Luthor as kind of being like nebbish. Oh, Superman! <laughs> like I just I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. They they probably are trying to make it more like a TED Talk type. You, you know what? Blogger. It's absolutely. It's a, he was in the Social Network. Right. As Mark. Oh, was he? As Mark Zuckerman. Right. So because of that, I can I can see the Hollywood corporate gears spinning, and they're like, "Oh, who's a real life Lex Luthor? Mark Zuckerberg." <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like Mark. That sounds like uh, how things go in, in in DC in Warner Brothers world. Um, speaking <laughs> of horrible looking Warner Brothers movies, did you see all that crap with Suicide Squad? I gotta tell you, that just I feel nothing. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I just feel nothing. Are you talking about the Joker shot, or are you talking about? The... I'm talking about everything. I, everything. I just it doesn't. I can't hate. I can't feel one way or the other. See, I think there's an interesting idea behind it, and the look of it doesn't look too bad in terms of the squad itself. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of gun guys, which I think, and a lot of brown. Yeah. But, but there's also Harley, which she. She doesn't look right because she's in a horrible costume, but she looks completely different than everybody else, and I think that works. I um, also turns out that Joker image was way blown out of proportion. He pro- it probably won't look like that in the actual movie. What a surprise! What a surprise! Everyone overreacted online to one image from something that's probably- a mock-up that was a drawing, not a photo, but. That was a horrible if, – if that was what they were going to go for, that was a horrible mock-up. I don't know why people haven't realized yet the internet reactions are the new focus group. But my, my point is Suicide Squad could be Warner Brothers Guardians of the Galaxy. Nah. But it won't But it won't be. Not enough raccoon. Because it's a team of nobodies, and they're all nobodies that I love. Not Captain a- Boomerang, Rick Flagg. Uh, Enchantress, um, Killer Croc, uh, <laughs> Deadshot, and Will Smith looks so weird. Just... Will Smith is probably the reason this movie is going to be ruined because apparently he's being a prima donna about everything. Tom Hardy was supposed to be Rick Flag, but he walked because of how much um, Will Smith is trying to make the movie about Deadshot. Good lord! They're actually the, the rumor is that they rescripted a lot of the movie to make it more about Deadshot. Good lord. And you know that because Deadshot's his face is clearly visible in the shot. Instead of having that half mask thing that Deadshot wears, you just know he's one of those guys that said, no, you gotta see my face the whole movie. My face is what sells. Ay, ay, ay. La cucaracha. Ego is gonna ruin this movie. Well, a lot of things are gonna ruin this movie, but ego won't help. 
matter as much. I feel nothing. Oh, I mean, when I see it, I'm, a lot of people are like, I hate the dark direction and all that. I, I just don't feel anything. I just, when I see it, I'm just like, meh. Yeah. I don't know why Warners have such a hard time doing this. All you have to do is look at what Marvel's doing. All you have to do is look at what Marvel's doing. But the problem is they keep looking at what Nolan did. Mm-hmm. And saying, "Oh, we gotta keep doing what Nolan did." Well, you know what? Except this Nolan movie sucked ass. But you know what's sad, you, Jim? You're 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 pulling a vocal minority, my I man. Know. You're pulling a vocal minority. Dark, Dark Knight Rises was good, but financially, Begins was a, was was weak. Fine. And Rise and um, wait, what how, what order to go? It was just Dark Knight, right? Yeah. Dark Knight was good. Batman Begins was just weak. Dark Knight Rises was bullshit. I'm just saying though, financially, that's that's why they can't look away. Yeah. Because they're making money. It's Transformers. Everyone on the internet hates Transformer movies, but they they make crazy bank. They make crazy bank. It doesn't make sense. They make it. Why can't good things make money? Like Dread 3D. (laughs) You just it's a sad thing. Or shit. Oh yeah. Gonna go. Oh, speaking of movies. Mad Max Fury Road looks radical as hell. Oh, dude, I could not be more. That's going to be. You don't care? No, it's going to be amazing. Oh, good. Okay, let's yeah. check. That's going to be good. That's going to be. Yeah. Of course, Avengers apparently is rating pretty well, although I hear it's a little bit weaker than the first. And... Wrong. Let me, really? Uh, ooh, can I tell you something? I watched Avengers for the second time, actually, just before the Fincast. Right. It's amazing. Watching that the second time and realizing how many people left the theater squirrel brain from all the spectacle. Yeah. And were confused or said things or criticized things that honestly, on even just a second viewing, right. were crystal clear. Are, are you talking about the stuff that I've been hearing about Scarlet, um, about um, uh, Black um, Widow? I'm talking about that. I'm talking about other things. I've seen so many. I've seen so many complaints. Yeah, I, I actually got spoiled on that because I it was, but I think I understand the context, so I actually don't really have a problem with it. When you see, I, I'll tell you. What, okay, I'll say this. Dude. No, 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 spare me. I, I no, gotta see. I'll see the movie tomorrow. This has no spoilers at all. I'm saying, watch it twice before you once for the pure spectacle and joy, and just let your brain be like, Gah! right, and then. Go back the second time with the intent that you're going to focus on narrative, character, yeah. details, little little foreshadowing moments that you couldn't have possibly gotten the first time. Because right. you know what's funny? It's all there. It's all there. There are so many things that I saw as leveled at that movie as criticisms, and I realized upon a second viewing, because I left the first time with some of the same thoughts. I was like, eh, you know, it was really good, but – and I had these right. thoughts – and I went back and watched it a second time, and I was like, "My God, it's all in there. It's all in the movie. You don't. They really. And it's not even that it's a clever or overly convoluted or complicated. It's not that. It's the the sheer spectacle of what's going on on screen. You can't help but miss stuff your first time. Like you will watch it with a deeper appreciation the second time. It's, okay. It's great. I mean, it's. I, I honestly will say, having watched it twice. You know, I think it's better than the first one. I think most of the criticisms leveled against it are just plain old incorrect. It's crazy. Like, it's good. It's good. You'll like it. Okay. Well, I'm going to recommend you a movie. Okay. 
Ex Machina. Hey, you saw that? that looks... Did you see it? No, but that looks good. It is a good movie. Ooh. It's very good. It's. It, I don't think it's what people expect. It's very creepy and dark. In fact, when I was watching the trailers for it, I couldn't tell if it was a horror movie or not, but it's not. It's a techno thriller, and it's really fucking good. All right. I, I had to see it at an art house because it didn't get wide release, but apparently it has wide release now. So if you can see it, I highly recommend it. Hey, you know, this is, oddly enough, the year of me going to... There's so much Jurassic Park. There's so oh, many things. Oh, fuck, Jurassic World. I forgot about that movie. Yeah, there's so many things that are in things. Star-Lord and his dinosaur pals. Yeah. Raptor friends, welcome to my... Jurassic Parks and Rec. That's what we're saying. But uh, uh, I don't know. I think we need to. I think we need to pinch it off, my man. One more. One, did you see the movie Snowpiercer? I didn't. Okay, it wasn't as good as I'd hoped, but it was good. All right. Good, good dystopia, apocalyptic movie, with an interesting premise that doesn't quite execute as well as you'd hope, but it's entertaining. Snowpiercer. Okay. Yeah, it's on Netflix, I think. Uh, I'll put it in my thought box. It's hard to see past things like Mad Max and Jurassic Park. Like, I am in total blockbuster. Like, Avengers blew it off, blew the doors off the, like, barn. I was just like, yeah. okay, it's 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 summer movie mode like I haven't felt since. <laughs> it's been a long time. I gotta be honest, I'm putting a lot of hype into Mad Max Fury Road. And I don't know why. I love Mad Max movies. I think it's because the original director is the one who's on it. I don't know. And he's never made a bad movie. I don't know why, but I feel like that hype's justified. Yeah, it's all practical effects and it's all practical stunts. Mm. Except for like one like one scene he, I heard. That's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh thanks for Let's wrap it up. Thanks for hanging in there with us folks for the little Jim and Raven go to the movies section. <laughs> and <laughs> what it was <laughs> also raves about japan i mean japan comics and archie it's all good we and some archie yes a little bit of tiny savage dino cop dragon <laughs> so anyway thanks again guys we'll catch you on the flip flop catch you on the flip Zoop. the savage fincast is a member of the gutter trash podcast network which can be found at guttertrash.net the savage fincast is part of the comics podcast network which can be found at comicspodcast.com also, find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash user slash savagefincast.